The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegrillposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. So presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. We're sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. So in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. Also, our newest sponsor, Silly Rabbit Vape Shop, located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Mentioned Turnbuckle Talk for a discount on all your vape juice and hardware. You can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. You can also listen to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the majority of those podcatchers out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe. I'm Carl Carafel. All right, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling and... There is quite a bit going on, I must say, and some of it we may not even get to, some things that have happened since I've put our run together that uh, we might make some hints at, but uh, just won't have time to cover everything. The first one that I want to kind of talk about here is this, this coming up again here, this road to all out here, this series, this internet YouTube series that they've been doing, it's been really good, Carl. It honestly has been fantastic. I, I'm... Since the NWA started really doing it, they started with the 10 Pounds of Gold series. I have really been a fan of this entire thing that's been going on. Um, No matter what company does it, it just seems like this is is becoming a new trend. Kind of like like when we talked about last week with uh, Ryan K. Bowman from the Um, GorillaPosition.com. We talked about YouTube and Twitch and and those being viable platforms for things. Mm -hmm. Again... AEW is coming out and showing with this uh, road to all out that this is a viable platform and they are knocking it out of the park. Absolutely. And as you are about to hear right now, we're uh, going to play a one of the recent ones. This was a, a promo done with Bernie Rhodes. We do need to foremention, oh. though, that there is a little bit of language that is in it that is not very typical of <laughs> turnbuckle talk, but we have no control over the language that's there. We could go back and spend time editing and bleeping things out, but it just honestly would take away from this. Mm-hmm. So just enjoy this, listen to this, and you will get the feel that we got. 13 years. Thir- That is about how long people have been discussing why my husband stays in the mix, why he's at the top of his field. And Sean Spears, you played all my favorite songs. It was his daddy. He's just a leech. Oh, it was Legacy. It was definitely the Bullet Club. (laughs) While you were grasping for excuses like air, I could have saved you the trouble and drowned you in the answers, you stupid son of a bitch. 
There is a difference between being a wrestler and being a pro wrestler, someone who eats, sleeps, breathes, and devouts everything that they have to that ring. And my husband is a goddamn exemplary pro wrestler. But you, oh, I think you're pretend. He's obviously not here right now, and you know why. He was your friend. And yet you took an unforgiving steel chair and ended all of that to start anew for yourself. He didn't even get a hand up. Now I don't mean to sound insensitive or cold, but I also don't mean to sound like I give a damn about you, so I'm just gonna tell you what I think. That blood that I saw pooling out of the back of his head may as well have been a mirror into your future. I have seen that man take a backdrop on his neck. I've seen him take a ring bell to the skull. I've sat at home on my couch and watched while he climbed a 20-foot steel cage and moonsaulted off only to eat shit. But you know what? He got back up. He always gets back up. Can you say the same? So now you've drugged Tully Blanchard into this mess and I'm not even gonna pretend to know what inhabits that man's mind this many years removed from feuding with Dusty, but I do know this. This ain't the first time the wolves have circled. In fact, once I took this name, I found out pretty quickly that they're always on the doorstep. Roads may as well be Latin for bullseye, but that is fine. We welcome that, it's what makes us who we are. Ten staples to the back of my beloved's head. That was your 15 minutes. I really hope you enjoyed them. So there you go, Carl. I gotta say outside of even just women professional wrestlers or women in the professional wrestling business, I would say just in general, one of the better promos that I think I've heard in, in quite a while, it, it was, it was relatively short. It, it was shot really well and it got the point across no more, no less. I, I don't know what else to kind of say about it. It, it was just, it was, it, it hit every mark, so to speak. For those of you that listened to the entire thing, I really hope you did because it was only about three and a half minutes long. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this takes me back to the feel of the days of years past mm -hmm. where you would have a professional wrestler get out there on television and have a 30-second promo that really made a difference mm -hmm. Well, this one here was a three and a half minute video that made the difference. Now, somebody come across this for the first time, Carl. Do you think that this really is? Is this does this work on every kind of level, or, or does this help draw in somebody that isn't aware that this match is happening to get them hooked in? Because I think it does. 
hundred percent. It does. Uh, Brandy hit absolutely every mark when it comes to, and, and no pun intended there, <laughs> but she hit absolutely everything when it comes to what I think anyways, a good promo should be. She didn't have to scream. She didn't have to yell. She did raise her voice. You heard that inflection in her voice. You heard the, the talking points of getting, you know, hit over the head and not being able to put his hand up and the, <laughs> the blood flowing from the back didn't didn't like make it gory or anything like that just just really hit the the nail on the head saying when i saw the blood pour out of the back of his head and like that's all she needed to say because you felt that emotion out of it and that was true emotion that you could feel coming out of even if it was all scripted motion into it which really it would make somebody draw into that and go wow like what the hell happened like i i have to check this out now because (laughs) what just happened well as we mentioned last week when we were talking to ryan as well that uh, that uh, jake roberts is involved with this um upcoming show that's coming up i have a sneaking suspicion that I don't know if maybe he helped write this or or helped come up with the set or whatnot, but this the whole feeling of this promo has Jake Roberts written all over it, Carl. 100% it does, and I think <laughs> that, again, is just kind of going back to that, that feeling of there being um, like old-school type of promo yeah. there, and, and definitely I'm sure that there are Jake influences in that. Yeah. Um, if there isn't, and it was somebody else that did Bravo. it, then yeah. they really understand the old school business. Yeah, the, as I mentioned before, Jake's probably one of my favorite promos of all time. Like I've mentioned that when Jake was in his real heyday, all, he would just he would be in front of that camera. He would suck you in just by just the expression on his face, and then just the the, the short number of words, right to the point, no wasted energy. That this reminded me that it was a little bit longer, but definitely i mean i don't have anything bad to say about this and it sets the tone sets the story and we don't need five hours per week to accomplish it we just need a three and a half minute youtube video (laughs) that's fantastic yeah and that that, exactly that was right on the point um like like you just said you don't need five and a half hours (laughs) of you know uh six weeks of programming to be able to get this done and draw people in this was drawn in for anybody who has not even I think that that three and a half minutes has now drawn in mm-hmm. a thousand more people that are going to be like, wow, I need to find out what this is. I need to do my own backstory and research on this issue and what has happened. So she just set the precedence for everything. Mm-hmm. Now they've left it up to the fan and even the non fan. To go out there and go, I really need to find out what this is and do my own research. And I think that that's that's a huge thing because now not only are you, you know, giving these people a good promo, but you're also going out there now and having them do their own research, which is now involving them a little bit more. They're having to Google all elite wrestling more, which is now bringing all elite wrestling's name higher and higher and higher in searches on Google. Mm -hmm. It's all in the SEO, man. And that's exactly what they're doing right now is they're just pushing their name and anything, all elite wrestling higher and higher in the search engines. 
Absolutely. So going for something, like I said, really good thing that we're with AEW. Next thing up here, uh, this could be end up being a bit of a polarizing topic here, uh, especially between the two of us here. And it was actually you were the one that actually made me aware of this originally. Um, a new recent signing to All Elite Wrestling, Carl, Mr. Orange Cassidy. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. I hate this idea. I really, because I am not a fan of this person at all. I have actually shown videos of Orange Cassidy to about four different people. Uh, Out of those four people, I've had one go, well, that's different. Mm -hmm. And everyone else was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, So I, I obviously haven't gotten to the same type of people like yourself oh um, um. but like I, I tried showing it to four totally like randomly different people so it's I, I you know I tried doing my own research and again going is it this just me that's looking at this mm. and going that this guy is just a pure idiot and you know <laughs> it, it, it to me it feels like he's just crapping on the business right now uh no to these four other people they see it the same way that I yeah. do. So uh, it, it's it's weird, weird. But mm, you might have been able to show it to other people and get different stories to go along with yourself. And I hope you have because um, that only means that then he's going to do well in AEW. Uh, I have shown this to some people. And I got to say, for, for the most part, I do seem to be kind of on my own little island when it comes to this performance particular individual here and just recently actually through the course of this week if you listen to the most recent episode of uh, hitting the marks uh, jargo had asked me he's like dude he's like I, I, send me a match of the orange cast he's like i, I, I want to go into this with kind of an open mind and i want to see if maybe i'm not seeing what you're seeing or that because there are other people other than myself who, who are fans of him obviously i mean he yeah. gets booked in a lot of places he gets a lot of quite a bit of attention and you know the relatively small crowds that go see him do seem to enjoy it so i mean i'm not all by myself but he said you know he's like send me what you think is his best match which i send him the the match from beyond wrestling with him and uh, kylie ray and he's like okay good he's like i like kylie ray we'll, we'll give it a chance well if you listen to this most uh, episode recent episode of hitting the marks it didn't really seem to change his mind at all if anything i think i've swayed him more in the other direction that he hates him more than toriano now which i didn't think was humanly possible <laughs> but i mean I, I gotta say signing him right to sign him to the company i don't I don't really have as much of an issue with that. I think that other people do. Uh, what I do agree with is that they need to be careful not to overuse him because they do have a few of these mid-card comedy spot kind of people, you know, with the librarians and Yakazawa uh, and all those guys. Um, just use them sparingly. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, because it could get to the point where I start to not like it either, and, and that's not a good thing because uh, I seem to be one of the few cheerleaders for this guy, so... Because I will say, too, you know, if you do go look some other information, like if you watch some interviews and, you know, watch some of the, this other work that he's done outside of being this character, I mean, the, the guy is legitimately trained. He doesn't hurt anybody. He's got all, all the moves and all the ability in the world, but he, he just, he likes to work the comedy shtick. And, I mean, when, when you look at how much he's been working, it's kind of hard to argue against it now working for him because he's obviously doing really well. He has taken that gimmick and he has totally embraced it. He definitely has. I, and, and, and you can't fault him I, for it. 
no, I cannot yeah. fault him yeah. for that at all. Yeah. Um, he, he took something and really made something out yeah. of it. Um, and, but, but that's all that it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a novelty act. Yeah. That's to me. That's all I see. It's just a stupid novelty act. Uh, there, I, I see there being no substance there at all. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be the same stuff over and over and over again. He's got his hands in his pocket, his sunglasses on. He's going to gingerly walk towards the ropes, bounce off of the ropes, and slowly walk towards the his opponent and then give his opponent a little tap with his shoulder <laughs> as a shoulder tackle. Like It's, it's going to be the same thing over and over and over again. So to, to what you're saying... You're right. He cannot be used often. Like this is going to have to be a very sparingly used character because people are just going to get bored with it, annoyed with it, pissed off, and start changing the channel. One thing that I do want to really narrow down with one thing that he does here, because uh, you've been in the, um, you actually been in the ring taking the bumps and doing the moves, Carl. Have you ever done what's referred to as a kip up during a match? I have attempted kip ups. Okay, <laughs> uh, I was never really good at doing them. Yep. For those of you who don't understand what it is, um, and, and are kind of like older wrestling fans, take a look back at like Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. where Shawn Michaels would be on the mat, and then all of a sudden he would like roll his legs up into the air and like push himself up, and they'd be standing. Mm-hmm. That's a kip up. Yep. Uh, kip up or nip up either yes. either verbiage yep. works uh, for it but that's that's essentially what that is uh, and I always try doing it because Shawn Michaels did it <laughs> exactly uh, never could do it but I, I kind of know where you're going with this continue uh, because uh, what, I, what I really want to hint at here is if you watch I will say probably 99% of the other people that attempt to do this move being able to kind of move your arms and stuff for momentum to kind of give yourself a little bit of leverage to get up. I mean, that, that's a kind of a big part of being able to do this dude is able to do that with his hands in his pockets. So he's not able to use his arms at all to pull this off. I think it's actually a pretty little cool little physical feat that he's able to pull off there. That can't be easy. No, definitely it's not. I mean, <laughs> considering I couldn't even really do it very well with, one arm or both of my arms so yeah i mean totally i'm not discrediting anything that Mm -hmm. the guy does in a uh uh, very physical manner like that i mean like the guy the guy has talent he definitely does um i wish that he would actually showcase that talent a little bit more in actual professional wrestling uh than just show trying to showcase his stuff in comedy well, you know what? Time will tell. We'll see once he actually gets to work in an AEW ring what it'll actually end up looking like. I have a feeling that they're probably going to have him work a little bit more considering this is going to be on network television now. So I'm going to reserve judgment for now. For, uh, as of it stands right now, I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy. Carl is very much not. Jargo hates him more than Toriano now. We'll see what happens going forward with that. But uh, I, I think I'll always kind of be a fan of the guy because I'm a, I'm a fan of... The comedy done in professional wrestling, but kept in that context because most of his comedy is based around wrestling moves. When you look at all these other guys, it's all kind of out of left field stuff that's not even really in the context of wrestling. And that's for me why it works on that level. But again, um, kind of turning into a famous expression of myself here, your results may vary. That's right. And <laughs> and I just I just want to before we move on to the next topic here and kind of leave AEW for a few minutes, I just want mm-hmm. to say 
that I just have a little bit of uh, it, not so much breaking news for like oh. uh, AEW or anything like that, I'll but kind of just just for me a little bit. Breaking um, news. Breaking and news. if for some reason <laughs> I see Orange Cassidy while he, while on this, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will get an autograph for you, and I will make sure Ooh. that it's made out to Joe and and not to myself. <laughs> but I, if Orange Cassidy does show up, because I just got an email saying that some of the newest All Elite Wrestling signings that are going to be on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager Part Duh (laughs) that I will be going on with the wife in January 2020. SoCal Uncensored. All three members are now going to be on the cruise as well. So a huge plethora of names so far that are going to be there. Uh, but if Orange Cassidy's name does get added and included, I will ensure, and everybody hears it now, <laughs> I will ensure to get an autograph, hopefully as best as I can, because those lines can sometimes be <laughs> very long yeah. for you. Awesome. You, you know, you know. now that you'd mentioned that in the cruise, I think back to Dolan Castle playing the Ashley Remington character. I would, wouldn't mind seeing a match. With Ashley Remington and Orange Cassidy, I think that that would be hilarious. Yeah, I, I, you know what? It, it has potential to, uh, to, to be funny. Um, but again, I mean, your results may vary. Yeah, I mean, they're two totally different types of comedy acts, though, and I, it, think that's it, why it I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how well it could work. It, it might work, but it might be a little bit uh, disjointed. I think. It could be. Uh, I think if anybody could pull off, it'd be Dolan Castle. That man is tremendously talented. Yeah. Okay. So going from uh, that a little bit away, we'll get to some more comedy in wrestling matches later on the show, believe it or not, further down. Um, but before we get to that, something not really funny, technical issues during the SummerSlam stream here, Carl. Did you watch SummerSlam live or were you watching a different way live? You were watching through just your cable provider, correct? Correct. Okay. I was watching it through my cable provider yeah. uh, from the WWE Network, and I was able to actually see it live this time. Nice. I have not been able to see a pay-per-view live in a long while, and I'm kind of glad that I did. <laughs> I was watching it through WWE's website, and you know, I had it um, connected to my computer, which I've connected to an HDMI cable, which I can watch on my big screen uh, TV with the surround sound, so... So it was pretty good, but right around this time, it seems that during one of their big shows, WWE kind of pushed this big update, you know, not only to the app, but to the website. Bad timing for this, Carl. Why did they not do this before or after during a big show like this? It it boggles the mind. Yeah, I mean, mine too. It really (laughs) is um, just crazy to think that they would put something through uh, any type of, of update or maintenance or anything like that, especially during a, a pay-per-view yeah. um, when you know you're going to have uh, more people that are going to be watching at this time. Yep. Um, yeah. Like poor, poor choice, poor choice. Because I mean, some of these people are, they're getting for this, they're their first exposure to the network. Cause we know during these shows, they really, really push that fact that if you're a new subscriber, you're getting the, for the first month free. So some of these people watching for the first time have got to be going, why is the biggest wrestling company, why is their live stream dropping? I mean, I mean for, for myself here, it only happened a handful of times and it, it only dropped for a few seconds and it would come back up again. 
I know some other people were having more significant stuff, and a lot of times the stream would just stop. Now, I didn't really experience any of that quite on my end. I have a pretty high-speed connection where I am in southern Ontario, so I'm very lucky in that respect. But at the same time, too, I mean, you, you got to do this stuff when it's not during one of your biggest shows of the year. You got to kind of do it during a lull. Like, they should have just done it, like, earlier that morning on that day, push that update or just no foresight in this move whatsoever. Yeah, that definitely is something that should have been uh, like a couple days prior to make sure that the update goes through properly, yeah. to do testing, to make sure that things are okay. Uh, even if it was really the, the, the test of it being during the NXT pay-per-view, mm -hmm. uh, which still I think would have been, you know, a little sour. But if, if there was any issues, then, you know, automatically right after that pay-per-view, you're working on that, getting that done, especially because on network television, you're promoting and promoting and promoting for SummerSlam, like you said. And like you said, first month free, right? So, to, yeah, a few days prior is really when it should have been done to make sure that all the kinks are all worked out so that these issues didn't happen and that people wouldn't be going yeah, I don't want to watch this network anymore. Uh, after yeah. my month, I'm done if it's just going to keep, uh, you know, buffering and, and cutting out on me and all of this other junk. Yeah. To go from that, Carl, this is actually a topic that I actually changed a little while ago and actually ties in nicely to what we were just talking about issues with the WWE Network here. It looks like it's pretty much a done deal, Carl, now that NXT is going to the USA Network. It's There's no word if it's moving away from the WWE Network, but it looks like NXT is going to be on network television, possibly a two-hour show. What do you think? Please cue The Undertaker's music oh. as we say RIP to NXT. Honestly, that's that's the way I feel with it right now. If NXT does make that jump over to the USA Network, um, they, they're going to kill it. They are definitely going to kill it, and not in a good way. It, mm. it is going to fail. They have such a following on the uh, uh, WWE Network right now. Mm -hmm. uh, take a look at your shows that are on the USA Network right now and how crap the numbers are. Yep. You're almost getting... And I haven't taken a full look into this, but you're almost getting the same numbers watching NXT on the network as you are watching on the USA network mm -hmm. for Raw or SmackDown right now. Why would you want to take what many people arguably are saying is their best product right now being NXT and move it to a network where every other show you have there is failing? I don't get it. And even our own uh, Joe Atherton, host of Tables, Athers, and Chairs, this is one of the, and he's not alone in, the, uh, in, in this uh, sentiment here, Carl, NXT is one of the main reasons why he has a subscription to this network in the first place. So yeah. if this gets totally dropped, which I, I don't really think it'll get removed from the network, what will likely happen will be what they do with Raw and SmackDown there is that they, they show a replay of it two or three weeks after the fact. So it's about two or three weeks behind, and they post the majority of the episode on there, usually without some of the filler and some of the commercials, obviously. So mm -hmm. you can still kind of watch it. But it, it just it, it's such a bizarre move, and, and, and just with 
it being probably one of their best commodities right now. I mean, even when uh, I'll incorporate the next topic here on the list into this conversation, we, we look at Raw and SmackDown live shows. They're having to cancel them left and right because nobody wants to go to them. And they're, they're taking one of their premier products, arguably, and shifting over to network television where it's going to be a lot more rigidly scripted and Vince is going to be involved. And, oh, boy, Carl. <laughs> And we uh, we do we need need to mention that when we talk about these uh, live shows being canceled, these are Raw and SmackDown live yeah. shows being canceled. I have not heard yet of any NXT shows really needing to be canceled yeah. because they always get their numbers. Yeah. Uh, but the Raw and SmackDown live shows, I I, I think for for these things to be uh, viable and profitable for them, yeah. they're going to have to stop going to these large venues and they're going to have go. to start going to smaller venues. That's why the NXT ones still do well because they play relatively. They they go to like um, university little arenas and, and little local uh, civic arenas and stuff like that. So it, it doesn't look bad because it's a relatively small venue and they're gonna fill it up just from the name value in itself. So yep. yeah, it, it's just it's such a bizarre move in my opinion. And I th- I think that it's hard to to deny this now I, I think this is linked directly to the aw running on wednesdays i, I think that that it's obvious now that this is a competition now we were kind of speculating or wondering this is a competition now yeah it clearly has become that it definitely has the, no question or doubt about it um not again Again, as as I always say, this isn't the WWE being scared mm. or afraid of All Elite Wrestling, but they're saying, we have competition again, yeah. let's capitalize on this competition, and let's show people what we have to showcase as our good stuff, which I get, okay? You're going to move it to the USA now, you're going to move NXT, you're probably, like we've said, the best show around right now for the wwe product we're going to move that to television on wednesday nights when all elite wrestling is being shown and we're going to have it go you know as head-to-head as we possibly can and we're going to let the people decide from there which is the better product and maybe we'll have a little bit of competition out of it right so i i totally get it it's a totally viable move but i don't like it I haven't said all that because this seems to be a great debate on social media not uh, right now. So I, I figured we, we might as well have it on here too. Are you going to be watching NXT or are you going to be watching All Elite Wrestling on Wednesday night, Carl? Probably uh, neither because <laughs> of job situations um, yeah. as management with my job. I don't usually get a lot of time off to be able to see things live yeah. if I had the choice. <sighs> Right now, I would probably be seeing all the wrestling live as it's happening. Uh, for me, I, I'm one of those people that I like to be part of history happening. Yep. So that's going to be history happening. Not, you know, NXT being on a television program, because technically it already is. If somebody has the WWE Network in Canada, you get it on your television. Right. I can PVR it if I have to. I can go back and use the uh, the, the app or use Chrome or whatever I have to do to watch it. Perfectly fine. I don't know if I'm going to be getting that same options for All Elite Wrestling, who is making history by having their first shows on television. 
Well, that's one of the big things that's changed from now to the Monday Night Wars and whatnot, Carl, is that that was really must-watch TV. Now, given that arguably from now, from then to now, people live a lot busier lives now doing, you know, whether it's their job or, or what have you. Are those days of must-watch television almost kind of a thing of the past now, given that we can record the stuff and watch it all later? I think it definitely is. Um, yeah. I don't think there really is any more must-see TV with the the age of, um, you know, PBRs and with the age of, like, everyone has an app now. Like, everyone right. has a, uh, you know, A&E, or A&E to go and Treehouse to go and, you know, Cartoon Network to go and CNN to go. They've got all of these yeah. uh, standalone apps as well as apps that allow – for all of these networks to be included into one app for people if you subscribe to that on your television programming. Bingo. So it's it's right there. It's right there anytime anybody wants to go and see it. So it's not as though it's really, you know, anything special anymore. It isn't must-see TV anymore. Well, with myself specifically with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, if I so choose to watch them. I do, with my, my provider, I have, I have Rogers, and, and their TV service here is called Ignite Television. It, it, it's a really small little box. It, it's all done through the internet, too, now, by the way. It's on a separate cable uh, connection. So I can set this stuff to record all the time to record every single episode. They also have what's called the Rogers Ignite TV app for... Um, for Apple and Android devices. So I, I literally have that app on my iPad, and if I set up to record on that, it also comes up as a recording that I can watch through the app on the iPad as well. So I can literally watch this anytime that I want. I, I don't have to be there in person to watch it live. And that, that's a really big difference between now and then. Definitely it is. That's that's huge. Yeah. Like back then we didn't have that. No. And and even even like if we missed a, a show like uh, for myself anyways, I used to record on VHS yeah. so that I could watch back if wow. I ever missed uh, any of the programming. And then as time went on, the Internet started to become more of a thing. Um you know, like peer-to-peer sharing yep. started becoming more of a thing. I was able to go onto these different uh, torrents, or not even torrent sites really back then. They were just like peer sharing sites and, and be able to find things that way. Uh, but even then, the computer systems weren't the greatest. And then it took, oh. you know, like 48 hours for, you know, a two-hour show to download. And then you had to, you know, wait for all of that. And then like three days later, you're able to see it. And like it was just crazy whereas now it's instantaneous you want to see it it's right there well you, you just mentioned vhs so i just had a, had a flashback moment because i used to record raw and whatnot on, on vhs tapes and i remember one in particular was when mankind won the uh the world the, the the wwf title at the time when he finally won that championship i probably i played that back so many times that I couldn't use the tape anymore because I kept rewinding to watch that moment. And the, the tape actually, for you kids out here who don't know about this, with VHS tapes, what would happen if you would rewind and fast forward a small area of your tape too much, it would get so tight that it wouldn't play anymore. That's what, what happened here. I watched that moment so many times that I ruined it for myself. Yep, I uh, have <laughs> definitely done that as well oh, with uh, several different tapes that I had. Um 
Yeah, like it was it was just something because we had it there yeah. and it was like our DVDs of today. Right. It yeah. was just, oh, yeah, let's grab this and throw it in. Yeah. Buddy's over. It's like, man, did you see this? And oh, you haven't. Well, here we go. Let's watch it. And then <laughs> yeah, had to always be kind and rewind your VHS tapes. Absolutely. Um, right. So, yeah, no, no, I totally get that. Totally <laughs> understand that. Uh, we're really dating ourselves with that one. Anyways, moving on from that to something that this isn't a big deal, but when I saw this, like it just it made my eyes roll in the back of my head here. And another case of just WWE, they ruin everything. Carl, Chad Gable, one of the the more promising wrestlers to come out of this recent batch of NXT call ups, so to speak, looks like they're going to be changing his name in uh, in WWE. Carl, Shorty G, what? <laughs> So for those of you who don't know who Chad Gable is, he is probably one of the best tag team wrestlers that I've ever seen in a very long time. The guy is a veteran in the business. Mm. You you may not know the name or even understand who he is, but I'm talking like with Kurt Angle years ago. Uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin together uh, made up a tag team. Uh, that emulated Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's heyday. And you like like the guy, the guy's been in the business a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see them take somebody like Chad Gable and rename him something as ridiculous as Shorty G. Yeah. Like the, the the guy the guy is whiter than Casper the Ghost. And he you is. wanna give him a like very I, I don't want to sound racist when I say this, but you want to give him a very rap star name that's <laughs> right um yeah. i guess is the nicest way that i can yeah. put this right now like it, it makes absolutely no sense i can guarantee you that vince mcmahon thinks this this is just it's good you know what again this comes back to just uh you know another comedy thing that is being tried to be done <clears throat> when you had somebody like John Cena go out there, yeah, John Cena actually lived that life for a while. Mm-hmm. That like that was John Cena. He was that he was that big guy. He was that you know uh, that that muscle bound bodybuilder guy that you know went out there and he he practiced rap and you know like he he actually did all of that stuff that worked, hundred percent that worked for him. Yep. But Chad Gable, Chad Gable is 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 a Greco Greco Roman. Let me try that again. Greco Roman wrestler who has gone to win. I believe he's won NCAA championships and he's won medals for his, uh, you know, Greco Roman wrestling. It it, it just, I I, I don't understand it. Why? The WWE, they have to get their hands into everything and, they ruin a good portion of what they get their hands to. And I think this is a good example. And I, I just hope that this is just a, a rib or a joke and it doesn't actually happen because it just would make things even worse for him right now because I'm mean, hardly even aware of this guy. And he was one of the, the top prospects in NXT. He so definitely was. I mean, he's he could still be a top prospect in the main roster. It, you know, that doesn't really have to end. The guy is fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully they uh, decide to nix the idea because it's stupid. So going from something that I, I, that's almost kind of a segue in itself there, Carl, something that could possibly be really stupid here. I, I'm really curious of your thoughts on this. There was a match. This was done fairly recently, I believe. 
Um, it was a match in uh, GCW, which are the this is the same promotion that puts on the Bloodsport show where they do the um, the match. They basically do a show in a ring with no ropes. It's the yep. same promotion, believe it or not. This match was done with a referee in the ring and two invisible wrestlers. Carl, did you get a chance to watch any of this madness? You want my honesty on this? <laughs> oh, I have a feeling. I watched 30 seconds of it, oh, and I skipped through to about halfway through it. I watched about another 20 seconds, and I turned it off. Okay. <laughs> that bad, huh? It, 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 that's not professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is ridiculous stuff that, that is, you know, circus crap. Like, what the hell are you doing? This isn't entertainment to me. This is just ridiculous crap. Why? Why? There's no need for this. Y- you want you want to be a vi- viable wrestling promotion? Then you need to put on professional wrestling matches. Having no ropes around the ring and people in there, I get that. Cool. Like if you have people in there that are actually wrestling. They're actually doing things. You can like it's it's right there. Like wh- wh- what are we having? You know, you know like like uh, um, Casper uh, White versus Cap Casper uh, Negro. Like <laughs> what's going on here? Like just crap. So I, I did a, a little bit of market research, somewhat kind of on this here, Carl. Um, at my day job during my my lunch break, there are a couple guys that I know that that I work with that are some somewhat casual wrestling fans like they, they used to watch quite a bit in the attitude area like most of us did but now they they kind of watch it in little snippets here and there i showed uh, this to them during our, our, our lunch break and carl these guys were i had never seen people laugh so hard like they've been like pretty much like everybody in the lunchroom started gathering and watching this and everybody was like just cracking up it whether they're wrestling fan or not they found it extremely entertaining Wow. And to go on the other end of the spectrum, and uh, I believe this is on either on Twitter or on Facebook, um, you know who Chris Levin is, right? Yep. The the kid ref from Impact Wrestling. He yep. absolutely loves this match. Really? He loves it. He thought he figured it, he thought it was awesome. I'm somewhere in the middle, Carl. I, I, I get the entertainment value of this, you know, given, you know, this is a mainstream network exposure. This is something done for a small independent crowd, you know, somewhat kind of like what a, um, WWE does once the cameras go off and they want to do something a little bit fun with the audience. That's what this is meant to be, I think. I don't think that it should have been put out for everybody to see, though. I think that that is the key here. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess you're right, but today's day and age, come on now, you know that it's going to get out there to the masses no matter yeah, what. That's the catch, right? Yeah. So, I mean, are are they looking to get that exposure? Are they looking to? I mean, just like we are right now, yeah. we're we're now talking about this company, GCW. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of gave a little bit of info on you know stuff that they've done in the past, right. and we're talking about this. In my opinion, ridiculous crap of <laughs> whatever they want to call it that's yep. been now put out there. Um, maybe that was their intention the entire time. Was okay. we need to. Uh, you know, get this out there so that people will talk about it, whether it's good or bad, because as Eric Bischoff has said, controversy creates cash. <laughs> yep. So no matter what, 
it's getting talked about one way or the other. That that is true, and like I said, I'm somewhat kind of on the fence on this. Uh, I, I can appreciate the comedy and the entertainment aspect of it. At the same time, I am very much a traditionalist when it comes to professional wrestling, so I, I imagine some people out there are surprised that I that I kind of found this interesting. But it's one of those things where it's going to be, it's a very polarizing thing. You're either going to um, like it or you're just going to absolutely uh, despise it. I don't think there's really kind of any middle ground in here, although I seem to be one of the few people kind of right in the middle on this one. I, I, I could go honestly either way, but I, I, I understand it. At the same time, it's one of those things where it needs to be done sparingly. If you overdo something like this, if you are going to every other week do Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan, it's going to be stupid. Definitely it is. Now, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if just mentality is changing when it comes to the uh, world of professional wrestling or if the WWE has influenced so much that people are now saying, no, we need to make sure entertainment oh. is there in every aspect of what they do. But going back to my years of actually working in the business and, and being inside of a ring professional wrestling, if I were to have gone to any of the promoters that I worked for and said, hey, listen, I got this idea. How about we just throw a referee out there and have him referee and in two invisible guys having a match? His answer to me would be, you are out of your flipping <laughs> mind. You are now curtain jerking yeah. this show and you're losing <laughs> and we're making sure that it's the biggest guy on the roster and you're going to have a stink face yeah. and they're just going to shoot on you totally like it would have yeah. been like are you serious right now yeah. you need to leave the arena because we're not even using you <laughs> and the last time we do use it we're burying your ass on the way out yeah um, yeah it's yeah it's definitely it's one of those ones where like, like i gotta say though the, the people i showed to you they were casual wrestling fans and they were pissing themselves laughing they, they absolutely found it hilarious now whether they're just liking it for what could be quote-unquote the entertainment funny value of it or whether they they like the wrestling aspect of it, that's kind of neither here nor there like i said casual wrestling fans i tested this with them and they found it hilarious that's all i'm gonna say if anyone else out there is, is that's listening to this, please do do your best to go and find this this match here. Yep, um, it'll be and, easy to find. <laughs> yeah, it'll be easy to find. Yeah. Uh, if you are somebody who has grown up watching professional wrestling and is is like like Big Joe and myself, you know, hardcore dedicated fans to professional wrestling, go and watch this and give us your thoughts. I want you to go to any of our social media right now, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at TB Talk Pod, and I want you to leave us a comment about this specific match itself. And let us know your thoughts after you've watched it. Did you laugh your rear off like these casual wrestling fans yep. or do you have kind of mixed feelings about it like big joe or are you just totally against it like myself um leave us your comments i want i want to see what you guys think for sure uh, going from that carl to another one here that like i said earlier on you know I, I do appreciate some of the comedy stuff but i'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to my professional wrestling and I got to say, even just since we've been a pod, or just since we've been Turnbuckle Talk and JK Podcasts and the other iterations of the show, even when we were on internet radio, we found myself watching a lot more wrestling. And one thing that has been creeping up, and I've been seeing an awful lot of that I'm not necessarily a fan of, are similar 
spots and moves being done repeatedly during whether it be the same television show, whether that same hour or two hour of the show happening or the same pay-per-view, whatnot. We're seeing a lot of repetition starting to, to creep up. Is this something that you are picking up on or is this something that maybe just my uh, over-thinking brain is picking up on? We've definitely talked about this on uh, on previous shows, whether it's a pay-per-view and we're seeing the same stuff happening, whether it's uh, regular television and we're seeing, you know, two or three times in, in the night they're having a run-in happen or um, two or three times in the night we're seeing interference or two or three times in, the, in on the same show we're seeing, you know, the same kendo stick uh, spot being used or, you know, e- even just, just in the actual wrestling itself, oh, we're seeing three super kicks and then two matches later, oh, there's three super kicks and then the final match oh there's three super kicks again like it's it's you're right it's happening and it's continuously happening and i don't i again that's something that i'm not understanding because there is you know chris jericho he's the man of a or, or uh, you know like a man of a thousand holds right like yeah yeah dean malenko um you know like chris jericho he had his list going uh you know <laughs> Of, of you know all the different holds that he can do and 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 that was a pretty big list for any of you that saw it there there was there was like you know two thousand three thousand five thousand written on there uh yeah i'm not gonna break kayfabe with that <laughs> but like there are so many different moves and holds and stuff that can happen yeah. that just really needs to be used and maybe showcased a little bit more instead of these same move sets being used over and over and over again by the way, just briefly before I get to the rest of the topic, you had mentioned the Chris Jericho thing with him reading off the moves. What, what made that segment work is that they had him going and then they went to a commercial break and he came. they came back and he was still reading through that list. That's what made that segment work. That's just 100% it did. did. And, yeah. and the six times that he mentioned armbar. Yeah. So the, the reason why I'm bringing up this particular topic here, Carl, was recently I found myself actually between last week's episode and us recording now, I sat down and I watched the movie The Wrestler again that uh, starred uh, Mickey Rourke. And if you haven't had a chance to watch this movie, I, I highly recommend it because I think it's one of the better movies done that's not like a documentary or anything on actual professional wrestling and what all it's kind of involved and whatnot. Because there's a particular scene in this movie that, that, that has to do with this topic that we're talking about where they're, they're, they're backstage before these matches are happening and they're going through all the wrestlers are talking to each other and planning out these spots. And these guys would be over here like, okay, we're going to do this um, chair spot or like that. And the other guys are over here, here and that and they go, Oh, you guys are doing that. Okay. So we're going to do something different. And you, you hear everybody kind of listening and they're making sure that they're all playing and making sure that they're not going to be repeating stuff. That's something that really kind of stuck with me there. And it seems to be something that is kind of lost, even on some independent shows. We see, you know, then all the shows are sometimes relatively short, and we're seeing repetition. And historically, when you look at this movie, I mean, we know a lot of these things are pretty accurate with that. Is this something that's kind of lost in the locker room of these promotions now? Because it almost you can make that argument. I I think what's um yeah I think uh, you're you're right. I mean, I think the issue right now is that everybody thinks that they can do it better than everybody else that could be whereas back then okay and and i i'm somebody who lived kind of through that that type of an era in the independent scene you didn't want to be doing the same moves as somebody else because then things are going to get blurred into one and nobody's going to remember you or recognize you because three of you did the exact same move in the night 
you had to go out there and do something to get the crowd to remember you. So everyone had like this this big thing that they did and not even just their finishing move. Yeah. During the show, everybody had what they felt was going to be a big spot that was going to get themselves over mm-hmm. with the crowd. Whereas nowadays, it, I, I think the mentality seems to be more Oh, you're you're gonna do a 460 splash? Well, I can do one better, so I'm gonna do the same thing in my match, and we'll see who's better at doing it. Um, yeah, I think I think that that's what the mentality is. That's the only logical explanation I can think of for that. So, I mean, back in you know when we originally started watching. I, I could very much seeing if somebody was re- repeating a spot that that could get you some heat with the guy that you're copying off of. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, you got that to be afraid of too, and especially if you're going to say, if you're going to copy a, a, um, a move off of say Jake, Jake, or, um, you know, one of these guys that were a real veteran, if you were going to copy them, they, they, they would probably legitimately kick the crap out of you backstage. I almost, I almost had to censor myself there. Uh, you know so i think that's definitely something that's changed that you'd mentioned that mindset of almost trying to outdo each other but what ends up happening is you actually water down the whole experience when you do that at least that's what i think i'm in 100 percent agreement with that it does become a watered down experience for sure Okay, Carl, we're going to take a brief break here, and we're going to come back with our Showstopper segment, and we're going to talk a little Battle Royal stuff here. So we'll be right back. All right. I'm the Stats Man. I'm the Stats Man. Well, because the problem is when you cater to that audience, what you do is you turn everybody else off who's not a part of that audience. And that's why ratings are down 23% from two years ago. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens when Monday Night Football is over and the rating doesn't really change. Because it doesn't seem, regardless of how many people are watching Monday Night Football, the raw rating is not changing whatsoever. It's not like you've got a bad game and the raw rating goes up or you've got a really good game and the rating goes down and it levels out next week. That's not been the case whatsoever. They've lost 750,000 viewers this year. I mean, you when you want to talk about comparing to yourself, that's what I'm looking at. Look at the 10-week trend. Look at the three-month trend. Look at the year-long trend. You're losing viewers left and right. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joe and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we are at everybody's favorite moment of the podcast ladies and gentlemen we have come back to you with our show stopper segment yeah this week is a bit of a fun one here carl we're going to talk some battle royal stuff here uh first part i want to get to is what's some of your fondest 
not just WWE, like Royal Rumble stuff, but Battle Royal stuff. I don't know you've, uh, you've obviously you've been in the ring. Are, are there any, you know, outside of WWE stuff, were you ever involved in any uh, actual Battle Royal matches yourself? I'm glad you actually brought that up because one of my my biggest, uh, most favorite accomplishments that I've ever done, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story of this for you guys, and it's a very quick story, but it's it's a story nonetheless. Um, I was working for a promotion. I, for those of you who don't know, I was known as the extreme Canadian Carl Carafel. I wore a uh, like a cape almost, like a uh, uh, jacket with no sleeves, long, and it had a Canadian flag on the back. Yep. Um, you take a look at like AJ Styles, and he's got that that little hooded uh, uh, short sleeve or uh, cutoff that he wears that he throws the hood up. I have one of those that uh, has a Canadian flag or a maple leaf on the back of it as well. Uh, my tights were red and white with a maple leaf in the center on the front. I was the Canadian, the extreme Canadian. So I'm doing a show in the United States of America. And this show actually included uh, three legends of the business. Uh, there was uh, Rick Steiner from the Steiner Brothers. There was uh, Mike Shaw, who was in the WWF known as Bastion Booger. And there was the Patriot. So I was in a battle royal. The Patriot was in the battle royal as well. We're in the back, the board's up, the promoters put everything on there, um, all the matches, including the Battle Royal, uh, numbers of when people are going out, when they're going um, you know, into the ring, and when they're getting tossed. All of that info was put there. And the Patriot actually comes up to me and he goes, hey – you know, I'm so and so. Who are you? And I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm I'm Carl. You know, how are you doing? Good, nice to meet you. And he goes, good, good. He goes, what's your gimmick? So I told him, I said, you know, like I'm from Canada, like I'm born and raised. I'm the extreme Canadian. I do a little bit more of the extreme hardcore type of wrestling. Not not any guts and gore, shock core type of stuff. But I just did your typical hardcore. Yep. Um. And he's like, okay, cool, awesome. He goes, so. When are you going out? And and when he said that, he meant when I was being tossed out. Because right. I told him I was in the Battle Royal. And I said, oh, I said, according to the board, I'm going fifth. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, the promoter uh, has put me going out fifth. And he goes, no, you're not. And I said, um, you know, apologetically, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but... That's, um, you know, that's that's what's on the board. And, and I'm starting to get worried here. I'm like, like, did, did I miss something? What's going on here? <laughs> and then uh, the Patriot at the top of his lungs yells for the promoter. And I'm not I'm not I'm, I don't want to give this promoter any I'm not mentioning his name, but he yelled out for the promoter. Right. And the promoter comes over and goes, oh, what's what's the matter? What's going on? And, and he goes, when's Carl going out? So the promoter looks at the board and goes, oh, he's, he's going out fifth. The Patriot looks at him and goes, when's Carl going out? Oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, the promoter again, he's like, well, I, I have him down going out fifth. And the, for the third time, Patriot goes, when is Carl going out? <laughs> and then the, the promoter's just standing there looking confused. And the Patriot goes, look, you've got me, the Patriot, dressed everything in, in American attire. Yeah. Says you've got Carl, who is in Canadian attire. Is it not sensible for you to have him and I finish this and I go over? And the promoter's like, oh, well, 
yeah, I, I guess that works. Okay, that's that's what we'll do. Wow. It was just one of those like, and and we did. We went out there. Um, you know, I I, I was out there third. Yeah. I, I went to the ring third, and uh, the Patriot and I actually finished that match with. Obviously, we're in the United States. We were actually in an Armory's building. Nice. So the Patriot won the match. He went over. He actually pinned me because once everyone else was out in a battle royal. It isn't just, you know, toss the person over again. Once the Battle Royal, other participants were out, it became a one-on-one match. Right. And, uh, like, I was I was chokeslammed. I was body slammed. I was clotheslined. I was, like, a- everything you can think of in a typical classic wrestling match. The Patriot did to me. I, I like, I had absolutely no offense on him. And that's the way that things were supposed to be. Uh, we wow. wanted to showcase, you know, the Patriot as being the person so that's what we did and it it was just fantastic to to be able to go out there and participate in such a battle royal especially with somebody with the caliber of the patriot it was just fantastic that's some that's some great stuff there actually um i've never obviously i've never been part of one i've never even seen a a battle royal match in part well i shouldn't say that I, i did see one with mcw here in Brantford. um it was a very small battle royal so yeah i have seen one in person I guess say probably one of my favorite battle royal matches of all time would probably be the Royal Rumble where Sean hung on to the top rope to then go back in and eliminate the Burst Bulldog. I think that, that one's a real highlight that kind of stands out mm-hmm. for me. And, of course, recently the the one that they had with all Elite wrestling with the, uh, the casino battle Royal thing. I, I, I thought that was a really interesting take on that type of match to have people come out in groups based off of suits on playing cards. And yes. you know, they're likely going to do something like that here again with the, with the all out. So really excited to see when it comes to that. Now, what I want to get to here as well is, you know, the, the battle royal, royal match has been pretty. I won't say that that's gotten stale, but it, the 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 gimmick and uh, the way that's laid out has pretty much been unchanged for quite a while. Correct? Yes. So I, I sat down this week and kind of you know in preparation for this topic and thought of a, of a couple ways that I could come up with a bit of an original idea on on the uh, the classic take of this. And the, the the one main one that I kind of came up with, and this is actually stemmed from a conversation that I had with Rick Vickery from the Hitting the Marks uh, podcast here, that my idea for a different style of battle royal match, you would have people come out one at a time. And what then would happen then is if you are able to eliminate another person in the ring within one minute of you coming out, you then get to choose who the next entrant would be and then go from there. So essentially you're coming out similar to like how they do in WWE, but if you can eliminate someone within that first minute, you get to choose the next person to come out. Interesting. Yeah. And the other one that I kind of thought up of, a bit of a left field, would be instead of throwing somebody over the top rope with both feet touching the floor, you have to throw somebody out under the bottom rope. Okay. A little more difficult to do. Those are the two ones I thought of, but I think the first one's a little bit more creative, I think. It definitely is, especially yeah. if you, um, you know, like you, you ensure that you continue with that. So like if, yeah. 
if I have gone out there throwing the guy out in a minute and then I'm able to choose the next person. Now, if that person throws me out in the first minute, yeah. they need to get that same thing. Exactly. So they're now able to choose that. That's that's an interesting, uh, an interesting take. Yeah. yeah. And I think having that 90 second time frame, kind of that WWE gives you a little bit of a buffer there as well to where it can kind of come down to, well, you're not really sure. Right. So it gives you a little bit of extra time as well. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting take. And, um, what do, do you do have any ideas for something original that comes to that? Because we have seen, I shouldn't say in WWE it's only been that one week. So there have been the two times, obviously, where they've had, you know, the it be for the for the championship. So it's a bit of a variation. Like they did the thing with Roman, where it was like the one versus all, and then they did it with Ric Flair earlier, where he actually won the title without having it after winning the match. So it has been done that way. But uh, it's one of those things where I think you could, you know, really kind of mix it up if you really wanted to. You you definitely could. And I yeah. mean, I, I've thought about one for years that yeah. is like just pure gimmicky. Nice. Um, it, it, a double elimination. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So hear me out here. Okay. You've got the ring. Obviously, it's in the arena. And you get, you know, 20 people. But none of them actually get inside the ring yet. Yeah. So you're fighting outside of the ring and it's like um, anything goes. Mm -hmm. But you have to now take that person and you have to throw them inside the ring. Yeah. You can't get inside the ring until you're thrown into the ring. I like that. I like that one. Right. And then once all the participants are, you know, like now finally in the ring, the last person to throw somebody in gets to go into the ring. Hmm. Right. But if you go in before you're eliminated. I have another. Then you yeah. do another battle royal on top of that. Ah. So then the winner becomes yeah. the person who has now thrown everyone else over the top rope. Hmm. Just kind of adding a little bit of an extra layer, I guess you could say, on top of that, just mm-hmm. to to elongate it a little bit more. I have one specifically. This is actually one that I just thought up of while you were saying yours. And I think it would be right up WWE's alley and right up Vince's alley because it, it fits with his hokey, uh, crazy mind. You would have the person overseeing this match being Mick Foley. Okay. So let's okay. kind of set the stage here because we know that he had um, the Royal Rumble match where he came out to all the characters that he played. And what you would set up here, this would be completely hokey and right out of left field. So I, I think Vince could probably dig this. Okay. So you have the two people come out and they'll, they'll just be in their regular gimmicks. Okay. And then whoever is then eliminate or whoever um, is still in the ring gets to decide for the next person to come out. You get them to, to mix it up, say, okay, so Dolph Ziggler is coming out, but he's going to be dressed like the boogeyman. Okay. Uh, who, who, um, let's say uh, Brock Lesnar is going to come out, but he's going to be dressed. He's going to be playing Roman Reigns. You you mix it up. You have somebody come out to somebody else's gimmick. Okay. Right. It, it's sort of a, a twist on the gimmick battle royal, but like completely out of left field. You could you, you could have some silly slapstick fun, and I I could totally see Vince actually thinking that's some good, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just thought of that one up right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a little yeah. bit different as well. You could have Rey Mysterio come out as Yokozuna. Right? That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, definitely it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, the Battle Royal, I mean, it's it, I'm always going to be kind of a mark for, for that style of match. I mean, even going back to the first one with Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, when the very first 
I think they they didn't call, quite call it a, a Royal Rumble. They they sort of call it something else. But I mean, it's something that I've always been a fan of, and we're not that far away from it being done done in uh, WWE again. And I'm hoping that you know now that it looks like NXT is going to get kind of just lumped into the whole mess there, so to speak. Might see some interesting stuff in the Royal Rumble this year. We definitely might. Hopefully, fingers um, crossed. <laughs> since you've mentioned NXT. Um, if you're not going to, uh, I'm being told that you may want to watch raw tonight, Ooh. um, as there could be an announcement. It's speculated right now yeah. that there is going to be an announcement regarding, um, NXT and a move to the USA network. And there's supposedly a second announcement that nobody knows what it is either. Supposedly there's going to be a double whammy. Yeah. The second one is like something completely different. So I might actually have to tune in this weekend, subject myself to the torture to satisfy my curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm off uh, today. Okay. Today we're recording. It's actually Monday for those of you who, uh, who are, un- are un- unaware because, well, if you're listening, you should kind of have figured it out. <laughs> but yeah. um, I might subject myself to it tonight as well. I'll see if I can find a way to watch it because i don't i don't get those channels on my television uh programming right um cable tv is just so expensive and i would rather spend it on the network to be able to get uh, nxt and nxt uk and the pay-per-views as they come out so yeah yeah, i might uh, i might find a way to uh, watch it tonight and uh see what this announcement is and uh yeah you guys will be able to kind of hear a little bit of the past in the future i guess (laughs) You know, we'll see because actually, as you've probably heard on a previous episode, for here, we get Raw on uh, what's called Sportsnet 360. And for, uh, I know for you, Carl, for myself, it, it's not a channel that comes with basic cable. You have to pay extra for that channel specifically. Yeah. And just because I haven't really been watching Raw and whatnot too much lately and a little bit that I have watched hasn't been very good so i actually canceled that channel off of my my package but it's still good for i think until the end of this month so i'll watch raw tonight and if they can impress me maybe i'll change my mind and put it back (laughs) on maybe because i think it's like an extra four or five bucks on my cable bill just for the one channel so yeah um impress me tonight folks impress me that's all i'm gonna say yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, before we go, Carl, let's make sure and talk about our sponsors. We have three sponsors as of right now. Our first sponsor is CollarAndElbowBrand.com. As always, I am wearing my Collar and Elbow Brand hat. I know you people can't see it, but to see it, what you need to do is go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com, search through all the stuff that they have there. You'll find the hat. It's black. It has a white collar and elbow logo on it, and it is the fitted hat. You'll see it there. It's like $19.95, people. Amazing deal. Get this hat. And if you use the promo code JKPODCAST, you will get 10% off your entire order. Myself, I am a vapor. If you are a vapor like me, go and check out HypeCityVapors.com. Right there, they have some amazing flavored e-juice for you. Go and check out HypeCityVapors.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout there and get yourself 15% off any e-juice that you order from HypeCityVapors.com. 
If you're in the Sault Ste. Marie area or traveling through, make sure you go down to Queen Street and check out Silly Rabbit Vape Shop. Silly Rabbit Vape Shop has hardware, juice, coils, anything that you could possibly need. Go and check them out. As you make your purchase, make sure that you mention the Turnbuckle Talk discount where you will get 10% off your entire order for telling them that you are a fan of our podcast and mentioning Turnbuckle Talk at Silly Rabbit Vape Shop. Of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers out there. You can find us on there as well. And of course, we are powered by thegrillposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. And of course, we are very happy to be part of the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, where you can go right now and listen to Rick and Jargo, and you can hear Jargo talk about his pure distaste for Orange Cassidy, unlike my love for the man. That's right. And don't forget to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find us all at the exact same address at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, Carl, that wraps up for this week. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. What's up, Geeks, Freaks, and Geeks? This is Jargo from the Hidden Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast right here at the Roar Network, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl.